Hi, I'm Greg Lefebvre, and this is The Compulsive Storyteller, a collection of short, personal stories about real events from my life that I can't help telling over and over again. Many of these stories prove the old adage that life can be stranger than fiction. I've decided to make a podcast where with each episode, I retell one of the best of these stories with music and sound. My therapist thinks that maybe in this way, I'll be able to stop compulsively retelling my stories. Well, we'll see about that. This week's story is about an amateur plumbing operation that goes south, way south. Operation No Shit Sherlock. Everything I know about plumbing, I learned while waiting online at a Chinatown plumbing supply store. My strategy was always the same. Go there at a time when there was a long line, first thing in the morning or lunch times were best. The line was mostly professional plumbers, so I'd strike up a conversation with the plumber in front of or behind me, chit-chat a bit, and then hit him with my questions. My greatest such case came when I was prepping for my biggest amateur plumbing job ever, adding a 6-inch by 5-inch T so that I could have a full bathroom in my basement art studio in Harlem. If you're unfamiliar with sewer pipes, as most people are, apartment buildings have a main sewer pipe, usually 6 inches in diameter, which all of the toilets and sinks in the building feed into. When my building was built, there was no thought of having bathrooms in the basement, so the 6-inch vertical main pipe ran down and then horizontally through my unit, but there was no way for me to connect to it. The solution was to cut out a section of the main and then add a T so that my bathroom could feed into it as well. Since my studio was at basement level, this meant that all of the sewage from the other 10 units flowed through the 6-inch pipe in my studio. This pipe then left the building and connected to the city sewer main under the street in front of the building. The plumber that I queried asked if I was going to, quote-unquote, do it live, meaning could people in the building flush while I was working. When I said yes, he continued, so you're a complete amateur and you're going to add a six-inch T to a main and do it live. When I answered yes, he laughed and suggested that my cojones were much bigger than my brain and he predicted total disaster. Nonetheless, he did give me great and very practical advice for every step of the job and suggested some substitute tools as well since I didn't have a serious collection of plumbing tools. Luckily, we were way at the back of the line, so I had time to take notes and run the whole job by him for his approval before we reached the counter. I recruited my best friend as my plumber's assistant and I guess joining me to cut into a big sewer pipe live is the true definition of a best, best friend. The first item on our to-do list was to decide what time of day to do the deed. We decided that 3 a.m. on a Monday morning was probably the least likely time for someone to take a dump and flush. Then we did our dry test run. We had to cut out a 12-inch section 
from the main where it ran through the tight crawl space in the corner of my studio. We dragged a three-foot section of a pipe that I had purchased into the crawl space. Then I used a grinder with a steel-cutting abrasive wheel to cut the pipe. It took me two minutes of hard work per cut. Then we practiced rolling the rubber sealing gasket onto either end of the cut, placing the surrounding large-diameter hose clamps, setting in the T, rolling one edge of each gasket onto the two ends of the T, and then finishing up by tightening the clamps with a screwdriver. All done, just as the plumber in the store had suggested. The practice pipe was expensive, so we only did one dry run. We figured our total work time, start to finish, would be about five minutes, and then our window of maximum vulnerability, meaning a flush happening after the cut section was pulled out and before the T was lifted into place, was less than a minute. At that point, I said to my assistant, what are the chances that someone will get up at 3 a.m. on a Monday morning, take a dump, and then flush during a one-minute window? A million to one. He heartily agreed. With that, we decided to call our mission Operation No Shit Sherlock. And thus we began. The two cuts were made in under four minutes, so we were ahead of schedule. Pulling out the cut section was a breeze, but then there was a few unanticipated consequences. The inside of the sewer pipe was literally crawling with water bugs, and a bunch of the little buggers scurried out directly at us. Very unnerving, but worse things could happen, so we soldiered on. But just as we started to move the tea into position, we heard a deep gurgling sound, then smelled something terrible as gray water poured into the space between the two cut pipes, along with gobs of wet toilet paper and feces. First we started to laugh, then to gag, and instead of cleaning up the mess, we were laughing and gagging so hard, we had to beat a hasty retreat, crawling backwards out of the space. After several more volleys of laughter, we pulled ourselves together, girded for battle, and with cleaning supplies and bucket in hand, crawled back into the space. After a little more gagging, we were all cleaned up. No sooner had we exchanged high fives than there came another smelly round of water, toilet paper, and shit. I thought to myself, damn, how could this be happening twice in a five-minute period at this hour of the morning? There was no laughing this time. Just a tough, closed-nosed, determined push until the tea was set and sealed and our job was complete. Beside the obvious, there were two other complications from Operation No Shit Sherlock. Firstly, I had a water bug problem in my studio, took the better part of a year to resolve. Because of it, I found myself again waiting on a long line, this time at an extermination supply store, seeking advice from professional exterminators. The second issue involved a piece in the New York Times. I had told the story of my amateur plumbing adventures to a number of people, and somehow a Times reporter had gotten wind of it and called me. She was doing a piece called Easy Mr. Fix-It, which was a compilation of stories about various home repair disasters. She wanted to hear my story for possible inclusion. After I hung up from our interview, however, I realized that the other condo owners in my building wouldn't be at all pleased when they realized that there was major amateur plumbing without city permits going on in the basement. It took some real convincing to get the reporter to eliminate mentioning the locale of the operation. Sadly, Operation No Shit Sherlock 
was my last foray into heavy-duty plumbing. From time to time, I'll use some Drano and my plunger, but pretty much that's all I'll do. I like learning new skills, but I have my limits. Electrical work, however, is much cleaner than plumbing, so I'm toying with the idea of exchanging the main 350-amp breaker in my building's basement electrical panel for a 500-amp breaker so I can get more service to my studio. I'll have to do it live, of course, or I'll have to shut down all the electricity in the building. A couple different electricians online at the electrical supply store gave me some sound advice. Wear rubber gloves and rubber-soled sneakers, stand on a thick styrofoam pad, and most importantly, work with only one hand. So if I get shocked, the electricity will pass through my arm and then down my body to the ground, thus not short-circuiting my heart. The last thing that one of them said to me was, there are old electricians and there are bold electricians, but there are no old, bold electricians. Hmm, maybe my cojones are larger than my brain. Compulsive Storyteller is produced by Peter Kokoma and me, Greg Lefebvre. Our theme music was made by Peter Kokoma. Additional music this episode by Paul Dukas. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love your help sharing the show. Please subscribe to the Compulsive Storyteller on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, and it would be great if you'd leave a review. Follow the show on Instagram, at The Compulsive Storyteller, and check out our website for more information at thecompulsivestoryteller.com. Thanks for listening, and if you didn't like this one, the next one will be another story. Mm-hmm.